Hi guys, hope everyone's well and welcome back to Improvement Podcast. So in this video today, I'm going to touch on high intensity techniques. In terms of a quick update from myself, as I usually do, so things again are going very, very well in regards to training. It's been the best few weeks of training since Brett finished and I feel like I keep saying that, but it just keeps getting better and better. Just due to having more body weight behind me, more stability behind me during my lifts, which is why you push your body weight up and you don't just stay lean and why not just like a surplus is needed for muscle growth, but just being a bit fluffier than you'd like. It's like throughout the skating phase, what you'll see is I'll probably start looking worse. I'll look worse on a weekly basis. I'll gradually look softer and less muscular over time and have less shape, but I'll keep getting stronger. And as a result, once I strip the body fat off, I'll have more to show for it. I will have a better physique to show for it than let's say staying lean from start to the end of this phase. So that's why you should like commit to it and not just stay lean throughout because you won't have a lot to show for it, sadly. Uh, but yeah, everything's going well. Uh, everything outside of training is also going well. Life's in a good spot. Just cracking on, trying to uh, have a strong start to the year. And uh, yeah, just keep chipping away, hoping to go full-time online coaching this year, which is the goal. Because uh, those that currently don't know, I work in a gym also. So in terms of why the episodes on high-intensity techniques, so... High intensity techniques basically allow you to get the most. Oh, it, it just, this is just for me to help you get the most out of high intensity techniques in terms of where to use them, why to use them, uh, and where you maybe shouldn't use them, and just considerations to make when maybe using some high intensity techniques. So, it just this episode is just to allow you to make most of them in an efficient manner because you shouldn't just throw them anywhere. It's not just like you shouldn't just chuck them in without any thought process. There should be a thought process and the rationale behind using them. And you should know, hopefully, why you are using it. And by the end of this podcast, hopefully you can think, right, I'll use a superset. This is the rationale behind it. Instead of just thinking, oh, I'll, I'll do this just because you know what a superset is. So in terms of what are high intensity techniques, they're basically ways of increasing the intensity and how much work you do in a time efficient manner. And there's many different ways to do so, which we'll get into. But there's there's nothing magical about them. It is just ways to make things a bit more efficient time-wise and uh, just give more intensity to your sets, you could say. And some examples are like supersets, drop sets, maybe rest pause sets, uh, partials, iso holds, and force reps. And I'll get into what each they are and how to implement them. Uh, but basically, like, supersets are, like, doing one exercise straight into the other, where drop sets would be doing, let's say, a uh, exercise and dropping the weight once you reach failure or close to failure, and then doing the set again with a lower amount of load so that you can accumulate more effective reps. And a rest-pause set is basically when you do a set, you rest 20 to 30 seconds, uh, some people say 20, some people say 30, but you rest and then you do the set again after 20 seconds, let's say. You then rest and you do the set again. And then the benefit of that rest pause set is, again, allowing you to get more effective reps because what will happen is instead of, let's say, if you got 15 the first set, if you're only resting 20 seconds, you'll probably get like something like five to eight reps, depending on how hard you train on your first set. And that, again, is just a way to get more effective reps in, as you can probably tell. And partials, they're basically like half reps, quarter reps, you could say. 
partial reps as the name suggests. And an example is, let's say, if you do like a dumbbell lateral raise, and let's say you can't get any more full reps, but you keep driving the dumbbells out to your side, that would be performing partial reps. And the benefit of performing them, again, just to keep contracting the muscle, get the most out of the muscle and fatigue it when you can't do full reps and just basically train, you could say beyond failure on lateral raises if you're performing on that. Just get more out of that set and really exhaust that muscle group. So again, just a way of getting more effective reps, common trend there. There's nothing magical like, Notice I'm not saying any of these do anything super crazy. They just get more effective reps in because if, let's say, you're doing, let's say, a dumbbell lateral raise. If you're doing a dumbbell lateral raise and you reach failure and then you just stop like when you can't get a dumbbell to the top and then you just keep doing more sets, that's not going to be an efficient way of, let's say, training to failure in comparison to, let's say, doing partials after each set and then doing a triple drop set. You're going to get a lot more effective reps stimulate your side delts and fatigue them a lot quicker than if you just do just standard sets and the thing is like the smaller muscle groups which we'll get to can recover from doing things like that uh, so iso holds is just when you basically like, hold a contraction and a stretch like a an isometric contraction is when you basically contract the muscle but it doesn't change length so when you stay in the same position so examples like at the bottom of a chest fly, just really holding that position and uh, trying to like contract the muscle and complete a rep and just keeping tension on it while like the machine stretches you into position. And another one is four strips where you use your own assistance. Uh, let's say if you're doing a single arm curl, then you can use your other arm to assist you with that last rep. Or if you use a partner to assist you with getting another rep when you can't complete another rep yourself when you're, let's say, training to failure. So in terms of when you use high intensity techniques, you want to use them when recovery demands allow and not just when you feel like it. And the reason being is if you're already super sore or struggling to recover in between sessions because let's say you're dieting, then it might not be a good idea to use them because then you may be doing too much that you can recover from, which will lead to just performance dropping on exercises, which can lead to poor muscle retention and can lead to things that cross transfer of soreness into the following sessions, which like I said, is not going to lead to you maintaining your performance well. So most likely you'll be using them in a gain and phase setting or in a gain and phase environment. And the reason being is because you've got the recovery demands because your recovery permits you to be able to use those techniques, which is why you'd use them in that setting. Uh, and during like a diet, like I said, it's not the time to maybe add them in because your recovery is poorer, you're on less food, which is, uh, which food basically helps you recover. Food's a resource to help us recover as well as sleeping, obviously, keeping our stress management in a good spot. Uh, so, yeah, unless you... What I'd recommend is if you're dieting, maybe don't add them in unless you're doing really, really, really low volume for some reason. Uh, however, you can keep them in unless you've got signs to remove them. And what I mean by this is if you're already doing, let's say, partial reps at the end of your dumbbell lateral raises and your shoulders are recovering fine they're not sore going into the next session they're not impacting your performance and there's no reason why you need to stop doing partials for that lift because if anything if you remove the way i look at it is yes we want to prioritize our strength during training but it's also a way to burn calories it's also a way to 
increase our output. So if we can output more calories, burn more calories by doing things like maybe like a like a drop set into walking lunges or maybe like doing partials at the end of dumbbell lateral raises or doing let's say a rest pause set like if we can recover from it that's going to be an increase our increased amount of output and if we're still recovering from it ideally or arguably that's going to lead to a better end product when it comes to muscle retention during a dieting phase if we can recover from it while making the process potentially easier due to not having to let's say do extra steps do extra cv work because your output's still high during your session and in terms of what part of your session you may want to use them on so usually it's towards the end of a session and the reason being is see if you go in to train legs and i told you right to start off you're going to do the hack squat or let's say take any any type of squat whatever squat or leg press right pretend you're doing that first see if i told you right you're doing two sets or instead of that you're doing two sets but on each set you're going to do a double drop set and then take a four strep at the end of each and then basically do like an iso hold at the bottom once you're completely out of gas you can do another rep just try and keep driving up even when you're stuck in the hole uh, that's going to absolutely batter you and that's going to ruin the perform not that you would do an iso hold in reality on a hack squat machine at the end of your set probably not going to be something you do but what i'm saying is if you do these high intensity techniques like like a rest pause or a double drop set or that it's gonna impact the performance and make you more fatigued for your following movement so ideally we want to be strategic where we place these high intensity techniques and place them later on in the session because if let's say for your last movement you've got walking lunges and you do a, a drop set nothing's after that so nothing's gonna be sacrificed in regards to loading in regards to the amount of weight you can lift because that's what builds muscle mechanical tension which is basically load so that's what we want to prioritize and making like uh, the first set brutally challenging and doing let's say a double drop set is gonna be counterproductive because load will be sacrificed on the other movements so if you're going to use them i'd rather see them used towards the end of the session only a caveat to it is if you think for whatever reason it's not going to make much of an effect on following movements for example if you're doing a lateral raise variation at start a push i don't think it makes a massive difference to the following movements doing a lateral raise like uh, yes your shoulders will be fatigued slightly but it's not like you do it and then you're you're pushing like compound you're pressing compound movements or just in the gutter your performance is poor that's not really the case you might get an extra rep but it's going to be a minimal difference and the benefit of having big side delts or the side of your shoulder being really big can potentially outweigh the negative effect of let's say doing that at the start of the session which would mean you are got like slightly fatigued shoulders in your session so going on to safety when it comes to using these high intensity techniques sorry i was just taking a drink of my coffee so considerations first one is safety so when you're performing them think about what what is the safety aspect of it for example in terms of a high intensity techniques let's say we're talking about doing a force rep so a force rep is when maybe you assist yourself or you get your partner to assist you on completing another rep let's take a barbell back squat or a leg extension 
a barbell back squat, probably not the best to do a four strep on just in case your partner's not a good spot or just in case he can't help you get it up. Uh, whereas a leg extension, if you can't get up, you don't really have any negative effects of it. And it, it's not really hard to get someone to help you with the last rep on a leg extension, whereas it will be much harder during a barbell back squat. So the safety element of doing that on the barbell back squat isn't, it's not very safe at all. It can potentially lead to injury risk. Form breakdown as well can happen much hard, much easier on, let's say, a barbell back squat because it's a free weight movement where you have to stabilize yourself. Whereas if you're doing, let's say, a, like I said, a leg extension, you don't have to stabilize yourself. So you've not really got much injury risk or that unless your form is absolutely horrific. But like, it's probably not going to happen, let's be honest. And as for fatigue, <clears throat> so that's something to consider. Like I said, if we are doing high-intensity techniques, they're going to be fatiguing. They're going to tire us out. What does fatigue mean? Fat when we're fatigued, we can basically lift less. We, when we carry fatigue, we can't recruit as much muscle fiber. So if we're doing it at a start of a session, then it can maybe have an impact on the rest of the session. And also when we're considering fatigue, if let's say you train, let's say you train three days in a row and, or let's say, yeah, you get really, really strong. Every single movement is more fatiguing the more load you lift. So if let's say you, throughout the weeks, you take tons and tons of four reps. Let's say you have a training partner and on each exercise you take a four strip or two four reps and you train to true failure. You're not, let's say, struggling a wee bit and then you get your partner to help let's say you're training like you could not possibly get another rep no matter what no matter if someone paid you a million pound put a gun to your head you can't get another rep and then you took two more four strips you've done that every single set you're going to be absolutely battered and probably need to deload after a week so that's something to consider like uh, doing these high intensity techniques especially things like four strips they are fatiguing so are we going to be able to recover from that throughout the session throughout the weeks throughout the month without having to deload super frequently or impact our training throughout the rest of the week. Because what you do in a session doesn't just impact that session, it can impact following sessions. For most individuals, especially beginners, to be honest, I don't think this is an issue, but I just want you to be aware of what, what potentially can be the consequences of it for future reference, let's say. And next, like I've commented on is, What's the impact on the rest of the session? So let's say doing high intensity technique on a dumbbell lateral raise. Like I said, you're probably going to be fine. Whereas if you do it, let's say, let's say you do a chest compound lift. So let's say you do a chest press. If you do, let's say, uh, rest pause into two four reps, into partial reps, and then the two drop sets, you're not going to perform well after that uh, or much, much worse than you potentially could. So... In that sense, I would not do that. Whereas, let's say the last exercise, you just chest fly. Then why not do, let's say, uh, like double drop set on that and then do an ISO hold at the end. That's what I do myself. And something else to consider is where or what exercises are you placing them on? If you've got a really weak body part, let's say your chest is a really dominant body part, but your shoulders or your triceps are weak you probably shouldn't spend 
your effort doing the high intensity techniques on every chest exercise. It should probably be the opposite. You should probably do them when you're training your triceps, when you're training your shoulders, so that you get the most out of it from a physique development standpoint. Because like I said, it will impact your other movements. So if you're putting all your resources, if you're putting all your energy towards your chest training, something's going to suffer. Something's going to be on the back burner. Unless, let's say, you make everything extremely difficult and fatiguing, then like sometimes you need to... I wouldn't say put a body part on the back burner, but you can't prioritize everything if you want to grow everything as much as possible. As a beginner, when you are just starting out, you can get away with doing a lot of work because overall load your lifting isn't that high. But as you progress, you can't really get away with doing as much for every single body part and every single exercise without being super fatigued. So now I'm going to jump into some examples. I've kind of covered this, but I just want to do a quick recap going over some examples of where I like, like to use each of the high intensity techniques. So, supersets. Like I said, supersets is when you do one exercise straight into the other. And I personally like doing these on, let's say, arm work. And I usually program them for arm work for my clients. For example, if you're using a cable stack, doing a easy bar cable curl into an easy bar cable extension, is a great wee superset to use. And the reason being is you don't need to rest five minutes after doing bicep curls. They're not cardiovascular demanding. So you have the opportunity to go straight into doing easy bar uh, cable extensions without really much much downside of it. I, it's not like it's a super big compound lift. So that's an example of where you can save time, get more work done, not really have any consequences from it because it's not it doesn't really demand much mental mental oh it does obviously demand effort if you're training hard everything demands effort but it's not as mentally fatiguing doing that as let's say like a set of squats if i said right do squats into another let's say squats into a chest press they're two really like demanding movements uh, physically and mentally so that's going to be not an ideal thing to superset. And also, uh, in terms of like CV demand, like squats are going to be really like tiring. They're going to be quite cardiovascular demanding. So you're going to be out of breath after it. So you probably won't perform well on your other movement because you're still trying to get your breath back and you won't be able to brace and hold your ear very well to produce force or do the Valsalva maneuver, if that makes sense. So in terms of drop sets so drop sets are things like well basically when you do a set to failure or close to failure i'd imagine and then drop the weight and into the set again and you can do so on things like arms lateral raises and other isolation exercises personally high intensity techniques and specifically drop sets i like to do on smaller body parts like arms or lateral raises where they can recover from it it's like lateral raise like uh, the side of your shoulder, like I said, like I spoke about before, you can give them an awful lot of work. You can absolutely batter them and they recover from it. It's like, who have you heard who wakes up after training the next day and be like, oh, I've got really bad doms or really bad soreness in my side delt? Not really anyone. So you can get away with doing a lot of drop sets, uh, partial reps on your side delt. So hammer away with, uh, because it's not really fatiguing as well because the overall amount of load you're lifting is going to be low in the grand scheme of things. And in terms of rest pause sets, so I quite like doing these on, let's say, the doctor machine, 
just so you can get more work done. And also, uh, I like doing them on things like calf movements as well, just so you can bunch a few sets together. And the benefit of, let's say, a rest pause set over a drop set is it keeps loading high, which you could, see is, could say is more beneficial for muscle growth. Uh, but the downside of, let's say, a rest pause set over a drop set is you overall won't get as much reps in total. And as a result, you might not drive as much blood into the muscle, which some people look as a driver of hypertrophy or a driver of muscle growth. Next is ISO holds. So ISO, ISO holds is just when you like hold that, like, let's say the bottom of a movement, like at the stretch when you're doing calves and just hold that position and try and you're almost keeping the tension on that muscle, but stretching it and just holding that as long as you can. And I like to do this after calves on the last set when I can't get any more reps and things like after a chest fly, just to really make sure I've got the most out of that muscle uh, and I've really exhausted it as much as possible. And uh, as for four strips, so four strips, I don't use an absolute ton. Uh, usually like I get a spot in the hack squat and since I've only got one set, I usually take a four strip unless my last rep is an absolute grinder. And the benefit of four reps is just to make sure you're getting all out of the tank on like movements that are super hard. And also it can make up for an exercise with a poor resistance profile. So this is something that I'll probably speak about another day, but a resistance profile is just basically how hard a movement is from start to finish. Uh, so for example, a hack squat, it's really hard at the bottom, really easy at the top. So what I might do is during a hack squat, I usually fail at the midpoint of the lift. So the middle of it, not at the very bottom, but not at the top. So what I'll usually do is I'll drive out the whole, if let's say I'm struggling in the middle portion and I'm about to fail or I'm failing, then I'll get someone to give me just a tiny push of the machine just to help me get past that sticking point just so I can finish that rep. Because we want to basically exhaust your muscle at every point of the rep if you're wanting to get the most out of your sets. So yeah, I uh, hope you've enjoyed the episodes on high intensity techniques. If you did, please feel free to subscribe, share this on your story, leave a rating and review. And uh, yeah, I've also got this podcast on YouTube if you're listening to it on Spotify or Apple. So if you aren't already subscribed on there, feel free to. I've also got some videos to check out. But yeah, hope everyone has a great day, evening, afternoon or weekend, depending on when you're watching or listening to this. And uh, thank you very much as always, guys.